The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Advent is a journey, and this is one of the longer Advents this year. So keep on watching and waiting. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, December 2nd, 2021, Thursday of the first week of Advent. In the Missal, it's liturgical year of C, cycle two, and Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. Our saint today is Saint Bibiana. In the year 363, Julian the Apostate made Apronianus governor of Rome. Bibiana suffered in the persecution started by him. She was the daughter of Christians who were executed. Their two daughters, Bibiana and Demetria, were stripped of their possessions, left to suffer poverty. However, they remained in their house, spending their time in fasting and prayer. Apronianus summoned them. Demetria confessed her faith and fell dead at his feet. Bibiana was placed in the hands of a wicked woman who tried unsuccessfully to seduce her. Apronianus ordered her to be tied to a pillar and beaten with scourges until she expired. She died under the blows inflicted by the hands of the executioner. St. Bibiana, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day. Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace always be with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for catechists summoned to announce the Word of God. May they be its witnesses with courage and creativity in the power of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel is the very end of our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. We hear it from Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, but it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine but does not act on them will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house, and it collapsed and was completely ruined. A young woman named Laura says, 
Before I knew about Catholicism, I would have said that it took more courage to think for oneself than to follow a creed. But that was before I had even read or examined the creed and all its implications. In the three years of being an adult convert to the Roman Catholic Church, I have thought more critically, searched my soul more honestly, and have confronted my own vulnerability more so than ever before. Once I started to trust God, I left the room decorated purely with my own opinions and experiences and entered a cathedral of collective wisdom. Like a child, I walked wide-eyed in circles, taking in the history, the faith, the pain, and the beauty. There was a part of me that resonated with everything I saw. My feeling of relationship to this seemingly foreign world evaporated. I was Catholic, and Catholic was me. I absorbed, considered, and thought deeply about this new approach to the world, and interestingly, to myself. Perhaps this young woman, Laura, has the experience that many of us have, even us who were raised in the faith from early childhood. Lord, you ask me to build a house, and I do want to build a house. Pope Benedict, speaking to young people, said, My friends, in the heart of every man there is the desire for a house. Even more so in the young person's heart, there's a great longing for a proper house, a stable house, one to which he can not only return with joy, but where every guest who arrives can be joyfully welcomed. There is a yearning for a house where the daily bread is love, pardon, and understanding. It is a place where the truth is the source out of which flows peace of heart. There is a longing for a house that you can be proud of, where you need not be ashamed, and where you never fear its loss. These longings are simply desire for a full, happy, and successful life. Do not be afraid of this desire. Do not run away from this desire. Do not be discouraged at the sight of crumbling houses, frustrated desires, and faded longings. God, the Creator, who inspires in young hearts an immense yearning for happiness, will not abandon you in the difficult construction of the house called life. As I have said, Lord, I firmly believe that you are here. Help me to enter into, with your grace, this question, how do we build this house? How? Pope Benedict says, every day you must look into your heart and ask, how do I build that house called life? Lord, your words that we've just heard in the passage encourages us to build on the rock. And what is this rock? It means, first of all, that we build on you, Lord, and with you, for you, Lord, are the rock. Your word, your person, you are not asking us to commit to just anything. You are asking us to commit ourselves to you on your own words. Yet, like Laura, I still have that vulnerability. I happen to know that one who follows behind you, Lord, in this building, comes up with the cross. Pope Benedict says, to build on Christ and with Christ means to build on a foundation that is called crucified love. means to build with someone who, knowing us better than we know ourselves, says to us, You are precious in the, uh, my eyes, 
and honored, and I love you. It means to build with someone who is always faithful, even when we are lacking in faith, because he cannot deny himself. Jesus, let me cast my cares upon you, for to build this house of my life is, I in a flash I realize, everything. Lord, I look at the words of your Pope Benedict. He says, It means to build with someone who constantly looks down on the wounded heart of man and says, I do not condemn you. Go and do not sin again. It means to build with someone who from the cross extends his arms and repeats for all eternity, O man, I give my life for you because I love you. In short, building on Christ means basing all your desires, aspirations, dreams, ambitions, and plans on his will. It means saying to yourself, to your family, to your friends, to the whole world, and above all, to you, Christ, Lord, in life I wish to do nothing against you, because you know what is best for me. Only you have the words of eternal life. My friends, do not be afraid to lean on Christ. Long for Christ as the foundation of your life, and kindle within you the desire to build your life on him and for him, because no one who depends on the crucified love of the incarnate word can ever lose. Around me, Jesus, I find pressures, peer pressures, people who have had the faith perhaps at a time poorly held. They've been there, done that. Is this me in a sort? Yes, I'm worried. I'm vulnerable because I look at the world and it has dealt with you in a certain way. Pope Benedict understands this when he says to us, My friends, what does it mean to build on the rock? Building on the rock also means building on someone who was rejected. St. Peter speaks to the faithful of Christ as a living stone rejected by men, but in God's sight chosen and precious. Will I be alone if I accept the call to build on you, Lord? Lord, you will give me the grace, won't you, to be attractive, to draw others in this adventure of building on you, Lord. I will find, yes, the glory, the history, the pain and the beauty that is to embrace my faith and build on you, Lord. Jesus, you said, following me, you must follow with the cross. My cross, you would say, and I give me a lot of help because I'm not accustomed to misfortunes in faith. I want things to be always easy. And I ask you, when the rains fall and the floods come and the winds blow upon my house, help me to cling to you, Lord. Cling to you, the solid rock that will spare my house. I wish, Lord, in one way, that you had a prosperity gospel, that in believing in you there would be no cross, but, but your cross makes me different makes me generous, makes me loving like you. Pope Benedict says, Do not be surprised, therefore, by misfortunes, whatever they may be. Do not be discouraged by them. An edifice built on the rock is not the same as a building removed from the forces of nature. 
which are inscribed in the mystery of man. To have built on rock means being able to count on the knowledge that at difficult times there is a reliable force upon which you can trust. This is to build wisely, Lord, for you are the one that will bring me through the difficulties to love. St. Josemaria used to say that joy has its roots in the form of a cross, form of these misfortunes or these difficulties, Lord, that you allow. What an adventure, what an adventure. Lastly, Pope Bendix says, to build on the rock also means to build on Peter. And I pray for that because that means I'm not alone in the communion of the saints. The rock that is Peter is the rock of the church, the mystical body of the church. And if I build on Peter, on the communion and faith with others, I will find, visible and invisible, the help of others struggling with me in this age that have struggled before me in years past, saints and those in purgatory. Pope Benedict concludes, Dear friends, meditating on Christ's words, describing the rock as an adequate foundation for a house, we cannot help but notice that the last word is a hopeful one. Jesus says that notwithstanding the harshness of the elements, the house is not destroyed because it was built on the rock. In his word, there is an extraordinary confidence in the strength of the foundation. A faith does not, does not fear contradictions because it is confirmed by the death and resurrection of Christ. He who believes in Christ will not be put to shame. You are all witnesses to hope, to that hope which is not afraid to build the house of one's own life, because it is certain that it can count on the foundation that will never crumble. You, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 18 past the hour. We'll begin this liturgical day next on Daybreak. On Thursday of the first week of Advent, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sonic. We join the whole church in prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let, let us, us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Come then, let us bow down and worship. 
bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord, the King who is to come. The word of the Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. The word, the word of, of the Lord, Lord is a strong shield for all who put their trust in him. As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord, purest gold. He indeed is the shield of all who make him their refuge. For who is God but the Lord? Who is a rock? But our God, the God who girds me with strength and makes the path safe before me. 
My feet you made swift as the deer's. You have made me stand firm on the heights. You have trained my hands for battle and my arms to bend the heavy bow. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The word word of the Lord is a strong shield for for all who put their trust in him. Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. You gave me your saving shield. You upheld me, trained me with care. You gave me freedom for my steps. My feet have never slipped. I pursued and overtook my foes, never turning back till they were slain. I smote them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You girded me with strength for battle. You made my enemies fall beneath me. You made my foes take flight. Those who hated me I destroyed. They cried, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but in vain. I crushed them fine as the dust before the wind, trod them down like dirt in the streets. You saved me from the feuds of the people and put me at the head of the nations. People unknown to me served me. When they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreign nations came to me cringing. Foreign nations faded away. They came trembling out of their strongholds. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Your Your strong right hand has upheld me, Lord. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. May May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. Long life to the Lord, my rock. Praised be the God who saves me, the God who gives me redress and subdues people under me. You saved me from my furious foes. You set me above my assailants. You saved me from violent men. So I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing a psalm to your name. He has given great victories to his king and shown his love for his anointed, for David and his sons forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, put in us the flame of your love, and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. May the living God, my Savior, be praised forever. 
Hear the word of the Lord, all you nations. Proclaim it to the ends of the earth. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Send them forth, hugging the earth like reptiles, from Selah across the desert to the mount of daughter Zion. Like flushed birds, like startled nestlings, are the daughters of Moab at the fords of the Arnon. Offer counsel, take their part. At high noon, let your shadow be like the night, to hide the outcasts, to conceal the fugitives. Let the outcasts of Moab live with you. Be their shelter from the destroyer. When the struggle is ended, the ruin complete, and they have done with trampling the land. A throne shall be set up in mercy, and on it shall sit in fidelity, in David's tent, a judge upholding right and prompt to do justice. On that day, the glory of Jacob shall fade, and his full body grow thin. Like the reaper's mere armful of stalks, when he gathers the standing grain, or as when one gleans the ears in the valley of Raphaim, only a scattering of grapes shall be left, as when an olive tree has been beaten. Two or three olives remain at the very top, four or five on its fruitful branches, says the Lord, the God of Israel. On that day, man shall look to his Maker, his eyes turn toward the Holy One of Israel. He shall not look to the altars, his handiwork, nor shall he regard what his fingers have made, the sacred poles or the incense stands. The Word of the Lord I shall raise up an heir for David, one who is just. He will make fair judgment prevail on earth. And, and this, this is, is the name they, they will give him. The, the Lord, Lord is our righteousness. A throne of mercy will be set up. There a true judge will sit, one who seeks justice and is swift to do right. And, and this, this is, is the name they, they will give him. The Lord is our righteousness. From a commentary on the Diatessaron by St. Ephraim, Deacon. To prevent his disciples from asking the time of his coming, Christ said, About that hour no one knows, neither the angels nor the Son. It is not for you to know times or moments. He has kept those things hidden so that we may keep watch, each of us thinking that he will come in our own day. If he had revealed the time of his coming, his coming would have lost its savor. It would no longer be an object of yearning for the nations and the age in which it will be revealed. He promised that he would come, but did not say when he would come, and so all generations and ages await him eagerly. Though the Lord has established the signs of his coming, the time of their fulfillment has not been plainly revealed. These signs have come and gone with a multiplicity of change. More than that, they are still present. His final coming is like his first, as holy men and prophets waited for him, thinking that he would reveal himself in their own day. So today each of the faithful longs to welcome him in his own day. 
because Christ has not made plain the day of his coming. He has not made it plain for this reason especially, that no one may think that he whose power and dominion rule all numbers and times is ruled by fate and time. He described the signs of his coming. How could what he has to himself decided be hidden from him? Therefore, he used these words to increase respect for the signs of his coming, so that from that day forward all generations and ages might think that he would come again in their own day. Keep watch. When the body is asleep, nature takes control of us, and what is done is not done by our will, but by force, by the impulse of nature. When deep listlessness takes possession of the soul, for example, faint-heartedness or melancholy, the enemy overpowers it and makes it do what it does, not will. The force of nature, the enemy of the soul, is in control. When the Lord commanded us to be vigilant, he meant vigilance in both parts of man, in the body, against the tendency to sleep, in the soul, against lethargy and timidity. As Scripture says, Wake up, you just, and I have risen, and am still with you. And again, do not lose heart. Therefore, having this ministry, we do not lose heart. Therefore, having this ministry, we do not lose heart. I shall make with you an everlasting covenant. I shall send the promise given in mercy to David. I have set him as a witness to the peoples, as leader and teacher of all nations. This saving act of God is for all nations, and they will heed it. I have set him as a witness to the peoples, as leader and teacher of all nations. Let us pray. Stir up your power, we pray, O Lord, and come that with you to protect us we may find rescue from the pressing dangers of our sins, and with you to set us free we may be found worthy of salvation, who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, and we'll take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells his disciples, you're going to have to do more than just pay me lip service. It's from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like 
a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. The virtue of obedience. It often gets a bad rap, but it really shouldn't. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. God's will is made clear to us in a specific way through those persons to whom we owe obedience and allegiance and through the advice we receive in spiritual direction. Obedience is not based on the qualities such as personality, intelligence, experience, or age of the person who commands. Jesus, being God, was infinitely superior to Mary and Joseph, yet he was subject to them. But there is more. Christ has introduced the kingdom of heaven on earth. He has revealed its mystery to us and brought about our redemption by his obedience. Those who think that obedience is a servile subjection unworthy of man, proper only to the very young or to those in some way lacking in maturity, have to take into account that Christ Jesus became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Christ obeyed out of love by carrying out the will of his Father. This is the meaning of Christian obedience, that which is owed to God and to his commandments, that which is owed to the church and to our parents, and that which in one way or another rules our conduct in our professional and social activities, each one in its proper place. To obey as Jesus obeyed, it is necessary to have an ardent desire to fulfill the will of God in our lives and to be humble, that is, to recognize our relationship and where we stand in it. A soul dominated by pride leaves no space for the spirit of obedience. Only one possessed of the virtue of humility can joyfully accept criteria other than his own, especially those coming from God to which we must conform our actions and our attitudes. The person who is not humble will openly refuse to obey some commands while appearing to accept others, though without really in the latter instance making room for them in his heart for he will submit them to critical debate and impose restrictions accordingly. He will thus lose sight altogether of the supernatural meaning of obedience. Let us be forewarned then, for we will always tend to be self-centered, and this temptation can occur in many ways. God wants us to show our faith when we obey, for he doesn't express his will with drums and trumpets. Sometimes he suggests his wishes in a whisper, deep in our conscience. And we must listen carefully to recognize his voice and be faithful. He often speaks to us through other people. But when we see their defects or doubt whether they are well informed, whether they have grasped all the aspects of the problem, we feel inclined to disobey. Nevertheless, our desire to fulfill the will of God will overcome this and other obstacles that oppose themselves to our obedience. Humility gives us peace and joy in carrying out a command in all its details. Humility leaves us free to obey happily. So long as we yield humbly to the voice of another, we overcome ourselves in our hearts. We overcome our own selfishness 
and break its enslaving bonds. In apostolate, obedience is indispensable. All the effort the human means, the mortifications we put into it, is otherwise worthless. In God's eyes, it will all be useless without obedience. A whole life energetically dedicated to a human task would be fruitless if we did not count on God's help. Even our most resounding successes will be ultimately valueless if we lack in their execution the desire to accomplish God's will. God does not need our deeds, but our obedience. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Awake, lyre and harp. With praise let us awake the dawn. Awake, lyre and harp. With With praise, praise, let us awake the dawn. Have mercy on me, God. Have mercy. For in you my soul has taken refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. I call to God the Most High, to God who has always been my help. May he send from heaven and save me and shame those who assail me. May God send his truth and his love. My soul lies down among lions, who devour the sons of men. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue a sharpened sword. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. They laid a snare for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but fell in it themselves. My heart is ready, O God. My heart is ready. I will sing. I will sing your praise. Awake, my soul. Awake, lyre and harp. I will awake the dawn. I will thank you, Lord, among the peoples. Among the nations I will praise you. For your love reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. O God, arise above the heavens. May your glory shine on earth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations, happy to be known as companions of your Son. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. Proclaim it on distant coasts and say, He who scattered Israel now gathers them together. He guards them as a shepherd his flock. The Lord shall ransom Jacob. He shall redeem him from the hand of his conqueror. Shouting, they shall mount the heights of Zion. They shall come streaming to the Lord's blessings, the grain, the wine, and the oil the sheep and the oxen, they themselves shall be like watered gardens. Never again shall they languish. Then the virgins shall make merry and dance, and young men and old as well. 
I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console and gladden them after their sorrows. I will lavish choice portions upon the priests, and my people shall be filled with my blessings, says the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain rises in beauty, the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth, the great king's city. God, in the midst of his citadels, has shown himself its stronghold. For the kings assembled together. Together they advanced. They saw. At once they were astounded. Dismayed, they fled in fear. A trembling seized them there, like the pangs of birth. By the east wind you have destroyed the ships of Tarshish. As we have heard, so we have seen, in the city of our God, in the city of the Lord of hosts, which God upholds forever. O God, we ponder your love within your temple. Your praise, O God, like your name, reaches to the ends of the earth. With justice your right hand is filled. Mount Zion rejoices. The people of Judah rejoice at the sight of your judgments. Walk through Zion. Walk all round it. Count the number of its towers. Review all its ramparts. Examine its castles, that you may tell the next generation that such is our God, our God forever and always. It is He who leads us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Father, the body of your risen Son is the temple not made by human hands and the defending wall of the new Jerusalem. May this holy city built of living stones shine with spiritual radiance and witness to your greatness in the sight of all nations. The Lord, the Lord is great and worthy to be praised in the city of our God. A reading from the book of Isaiah. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. It is I who arm you, though you know me not, so that toward the rising and the setting of the sun men may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord. There is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I make well-being and create woe. I, the Lord, do all these things. Let justice descend, O heavens, like dew from above. Like gentle rain, let the skies drop it down. Let the earth open and salvation bud forth. Let justice also spring up. I, the Lord, have created this. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Your, Your light will, will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. 
you will see his glory within you. The The Lord Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Your light will come, Jerusalem. The Lord will dawn on you in radiant beauty. I shall wait for my Lord and Savior and point him out when he is near. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. I shall wait for my Lord and Savior, and point him out when he is near. Alleluia. Christ is the wisdom and power of God, and his delight is to be with the children of men. With confidence, let us pray. Draw Draw near near to us, Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you have called us to your glorious kingdom. Make us walk worthily, pleasing God in all we do. Draw Draw near near to us, Lord. You who stand unknown among us, reveal yourself to men and women. Draw Draw near to us, Lord. You are nearer to us than we are to ourselves. Strengthen our faith and our hope of salvation. Draw Draw near near to us, Lord. You are the source of holiness. Keep us holy and without sin, now and until the day of your coming. Draw near to us, Lord. To these prayers we pause to add the intercessions of our own hearts. Draw near to us, Lord. And now let us pray with confidence as Christ our Lord asked. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Stir up your power, we pray, O Lord, and come, that with you to protect us we may find rescue from the pressing dangers of our sins, and with you to set us free we may be found worthy of salvation, who live and reign with God the Father in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Have you signed up yet to receive the Merry Beggars production of A Christmas Carol? You'll find out more at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Morning Air with John and Glenn coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. See you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.